Hey friends, you're listening to the Student Ministry Sermon Podcast from First Christian Church. Our hope is that these words bless you, lead you closer to Jesus, and help you follow Him more faithfully. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Alright, so as you can see, I'm not Josh. Uh, for those who don't know who I am, my name is Robert. And for those who do know me, my name is still Robert. So here I am. Uh, Josh is currently in Hawaii. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, he's over in Hawaii and enjoying the tropical weather. And we're enjoying the Santa Maria winds. So here we are. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, right? I, I, I think. I think instead of going to Shaver, we should just all go to Hawaii, right? Is that, is, that, is that what we should do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There should be like a Hume in Hawaii. Um, <laughs> I, I think we'll forget what the purpose of going to Hume is for, actually. <laughs> yeah, Hawaii, yeah. Okay, um, so, all right. I'm excited you guys are here. Uh, I'm not too sure exactly what each of your stories are. Um, uh, what you think about God or your faith, or even what made you even come here this evening. Maybe you're invited by a friend, or maybe you just saw us at church, and you're just like, I'm going to go try this out, but I don't know exactly if I believe in God, or who this God guy is, or who Jesus is. Um, but I think this message is for everyone, including leaders, including myself. And I kind of like reflected a bit on myself about this, because I think this, this whole series is about never giving up. And specifically today, we're about never giving up on God, right? So uh, specifically, we're going to talk about resilience. So does anyone here know what resilience mean? You want to say it? <laughs> All right, anyone else want? Go, go ahead, Joy. The ability to bounce back over and over again. Yeah, basically, yeah. So I have a definition here that says resilience is our ability to find a reason to keep moving forward, grow stronger after we've struggled, failed, or faced hard stuff in our life. So I think we all have the ability to build resistance as we go through life, no matter what happens, the good, the bad, the ugly, or just basically in the between. Uh, we find the ability to keep going, keep growing, and keep from giving up. That's what exactly resilience offers us. And so before we continue, I have two questions, and I would like your guys' participation here. What are some words you've heard described God? Try them out. Loving, man in the sky, all-powerful, all-knowing, all almighty. Okay, so powerful, kind, loving, basically what I'm hearing, right? Have you ever seen or known God to be the way you guys just described? Yes? How? Can you give me an example of something? Yeah, I'm hearing crickets after you guys said yes. <laughs> the jobs you've gotten. Okay, anyone else? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyone else? Thanks, dude. Anyone else? Pulling out of dark times. Pulling out of dark times? Yeah. So, isn't it true that facing trouble in life makes us question whether we believe about God? Right? So, we start to wonder is God really the who people really say he is. Is God really good to me if my family's broken? Earlier in the year, most of you guys heard how broken my family was, what still is. And back in the day when I was in high school, just like you guys, 
I questioned if God was even real. I questioned my faith. And I bet you, some of you, or if not all of you, have actually questioned that at some point or another. Is, is God really loving if I struggle with depression and bad habits? Maybe you've struggled with depression, pornography, drugs, or even wanting to quit, and you pray about it, you just can't seem to stop. Is God really worth following when it doesn't seem like God shows up when we're in real need? How many of you have ever prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and nothing ever seems to happen? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Come on. Okay. Or maybe you wished instead of praying. Maybe you're, you're saying, God, I, I wish I have a million dollars tomorrow morning. Or I pray that I have $500,000 tomorrow. Okay, so if you guys pray that way, you're basically praying to a genie because God's not a genie. And so he's not going to actually, it's not like he's in like this bottle and you're like, rub it three times and you get three wishes, right? Because that's how I used to pray. I used to pray, God, fix my family tomorrow morning. I want to wake up tomorrow morning and have my parents be married once again. And I feel like we've all prayed that prayer at one point or another. Basically, in moments of pain and setback, we're, starting, we're, we're asking ourselves the question, is God really worth trusting and following? Sometimes we feel like the answer is yes, but other times, well, we're just not too sure. And that's when we start to struggle to find any reason about sticking with our faith and talking about God seriously. Eventually, there comes to a point where these kinds of unanswered and unresolved questions might cause us to give up on God. When we live in such a, a difficult time in the world, it's hard to think God even cares. Right? So we start to think, like, okay, so people, the Russians are invading Ukraine. If God really loves the world, then why is he causing that to happen? Right? Why is he letting that happen? <clears throat> or the people starving in other countries, or even the man starving on Arabia. When life seems to be so stressful and tough, it's easier to wonder if God is even really there to help. If God is real, why can't he just fix all these things? When trouble comes, it's easy to think that it might be best to try to get through our own. How many of you guys have ever struggled and just said, I'm not going to pray about God, I'm just going to try to fix it myself? Yeah, 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 that, that is definitely mean. I, I've done that. These are big questions, and they're not normal questions to ask when we're going through a difficult time. And the question for us is, as we wonder these things out loud in our mind, can God handle this? Can God handle my depression, my drug use, my pornography issue? Or is it, or if so, why can't he just do something about it? Why can't he just, like, take that all away from me? Does following Jesus really change anything when we go through things super difficult? Is God really good when life gets hard? So, okay, I'm going to give you guys a short, quick history lesson here. About 2,000 years ago, Jesus lived, walked, and talked on this earth. And most of you guys already know that. And while he was here, several of his closest followers wrote down everything they heard him say and saw him do. Those events are found in the four books of the Bible, known as the Gospels, each one named after a dude who wrote it. Right? So... Can anyone say the four Gospels? There you go. Perfect. Matthew, Luke, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then you can add my name there too, I think. Maybe I wrote something. 
but no, I didn't. Um, this is super important because it, seen, it, it means the words we're reading in these books aren't just words. The real things that Jesus said to his followers and can still help us today. And it also means we can record, we have a record of people who actually hung out with Jesus and knew him up close and personal. We get to see what they had to say about him, and, the change, and that changes everything because for generations, the people of Israel had been relying on prophets and priests to tell them all about God. But there was always a sort of mystery surrounding God until Jesus showed up. Exactly what that guy said over there, right? So Jesus came to clear up any confusion. He's the perfect representation of God, who God is. And when it comes to building a resilient faith, that is super helpful to keep in mind. So today we're going to look at something, uh, we're going to look at some scripture, right? So if you guys could take a look at John 16, You guys have your Bible apps, your books, whatever you guys got. So if you guys, uh, yeah, perfect, thanks. So we're going to focus on the portion of this. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. So immediately, Jesus tells his disciples he wants them to have peace. Why? Because he knows what lies ahead. Trouble. Let's be honest. That doesn't sound like good news, does it? I mean, I, <laughs> who wants to hear Jesus say, like, you're going to have peace? but I'm going to put all this trouble in front of you. And it's going, life is about to get hard. So the disciples listening, this wouldn't have been easy and, or have, wouldn't have been surprising because there were lower-income Jewish men living in the Roman Empire where speaking out or challenging authority could get you killed. This, this under, they understood trouble, but there was a part of them that thought maybe Jesus, this Jesus guy, would change things. Maybe he would fix all the bad stuff and do away with all the hard stuff. But then Jesus says this, and it's crazy to think that the disciples had no idea just how true Jesus was. That very night, Jesus was going to be arrested, given an unfair trial, and be beaten and then crucified on the cross. So when Jesus says, you will have trouble, he's speaking to the disciples and speaking to himself. But take heart and overcome the world, right? So Jesus tells us, take heart. Well, he actually, he says at the very end of that whole verse, he says, but take heart, I will overcome the world. Jesus tells us that we can take heart, meaning we, we have confidence because he has overcome everything the world has to throw at us. Again, the disciples had no idea what's coming, like how Jesus, and just hours away from death, but they also knew that he... They didn't know that Jesus was just a few days away from coming back to life. So when Jesus says, I'll overcome the world, he was talking as the son of God who, had, who will die and literally overcome death, the worst trouble. The world can, basically the worst world, the worst trouble the world can throw at us. And that means the trouble face Jesus has overcome. All the pain, all the disappointment, all the suffering, and all the trouble that comes with living in this world, Jesus has overcome it. But what does that exactly mean? I mean, the worst stuff isn't the final word. It means that things get bad, and they will, but the story isn't over. When Jesus defeated death, he rewrote the end of the story. Suffering and pain and loss didn't win. Jesus and everything represented like love, compassion, mercy, grace, 
Goodness, justice, and peace wins. That's the final word. There's another way to think about this, and it helps me remember the dark days, and I have to think of the final word. Think about it like this. So have you ever been through a tunnel? I mean, come on. I mean, we've all been through a tunnel, right? Yeah, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, have you guys ever, like, come back from Santa Barbara or down south and you have to drive through the Gavio or the tunnel? Right, cool. All right. All right. So tunnels create paths in places that just a few hundred years ago would have been impossible to pass through, hills, mountains, and even bodies of water. When, you were in when you're in a tunnel, you're going through twists and turns, and you're unaware of the pressures around you. Hundreds and tons of mountain or, or water pressure or stone or concrete surround you, gravity and weight, doing everything it can to crush you. But no tunnel, a tunnel makes, oh, sorry, but it, but, no, the tunnel makes the way. Because the twists and turns on the journey, you can't always see where the tunnel will end, but you know that there's a way out. You're not trapped in a hole. Otherwise, you're just in the cave, and so you're just not going to go through a tunnel, right? So in the tunnel, there's always a hole at the end. So basically, what I'm trying to tell you is, Think of it as a tunnel where you're going to have an end. You're going to have a way out. There is a way out, and that way out is falling and trusting in God. I didn't trust for a very long time. I had a lot of things happen in my personal life, and a lot of you guys already know it. But there was a way out. He's not saying that we'll never go through anything difficult. He is saying that no matter the pressure, no matter the weight, no matter the challenge is, he will make a way through the difficulty we face. We can have the confident, we can be confident that he is with us, providing a safe passage, leading us through another side and making a way out. I know it doesn't seem like it when we're in it. But in the uncertainty and the waiting, the last things we can choose, but we can be confident that the dark days of life bring us into a safe place. No matter what, God will bring us out of the darkness and into a brighter reality. And we can be confident that in the, this world, we have peace because Jesus has overcome anything the world puts in his way. And knowing that is true, living as though that is true, we can, have, we can build resilience. How? Because that means even in the hardest, the darkest moments, we can have faith in who Jesus is and what Jesus did and what that means in our story and our, and our hurt. Things can get bad. They would get bad, but the story, again, is not over. I'm repeating that so many times because it is clear to understand. You need to understand that the story is not over. We could go through the darkest and hardest times in our world. Some of us have gone through abuse, or some of us have gone through parents getting divorced, or being poor, being in poverty, living on the street, but life isn't over. We can trust God is good, and God is with us. And when we do, we build more resilience of faith, and the resilient faith is one that never gives up on God, because it, because it knows God is still working. If Jesus is face, when Jesus is facing arrest and death, never gave up on God, we can choose to not give up on God too. If the disciples who spent time with Jesus and faced their own prosecution and death for their faith and never gave up on God, we can choose to not give up on God too. 
So basically, Jesus is calling you out. I could go through all this trouble. You can go through something pretty simple. No matter what trouble you're dealing with, you can choose to have hope. In every circumstance you face, every trouble that comes your way, everything that tries to convince you God isn't good or can't be trusted. We can be resilient in the face of all those things, knowing that God is walking with us, working for us, and helping us get through it all. And those are the hard and awful moments you have to access to God who is in with you. In this world, you will have trouble, but because of Jesus, because of the resurrection, you can now also have peace. So I'm going to kind of leave you guys with some questions and um, I want you to kind of think about these while I'm, I'm asking them out loud. So, so what you can begin to do is, is now, so what you can start to begin doing now is uh, to have resilience and faith when facing difficult things, we start asking yourself these simple questions. What is happening? Ask yourself, what trouble in your life now or from the past is causing you to wonder if God is good or worth following? Maybe it was someone who let you down in a significant way. Maybe it was something that happened that was totally out of your control. Maybe it was something tragic or traumatic. Maybe it's something a Christian did to you or around you that caused you to question everything. Get really honest about what is happening or what has happened that caused you to give up on God. I can think of a lot of excuses why I gave up on God. I gave up on God because my girlfriend broke up with me, which is pretty lame. I gave up on God because I struggled with depression. I gave up on God because I got an F on the test, which isn't God's fault. It was my fault. I just didn't study, right? Or I questioned my faith and questioned God when I started using drugs. Right? I try to find an escape out. What is true no matter what? Second question. Answering this question isn't a quick fix. And it isn't saying the trouble you're facing isn't real, big, or overwhelming. But asking this will begin to shift the way you and your circumstances, which is exactly where resilience begins. The truth isn't no matter what trouble you're faced or facing or will face in the future, Jesus is with you. He's not overwhelmed by your problems or doubts. He's not ignoring it. He's not overpowered by it. And he will help you get through and walking through it. In other words, he can help you build resilience as you keep going step by step through it. And remembering that God is good and God is still writing the story will give you a different perspective. I, I myself, I, I broke down, right? I, I thought God wasn't listening to any of my prayers. I felt that God wasn't even there, right? And it wasn't until I started picking up a Bible. I started really following his word and following it to the T, right? I tried my best. And I started to feel like God's actually listening to me because I think I'm taking time out of my schedule, my life, to actually listen to what God has to say. My prayer started to be answered. 
Maybe not in the way I wanted them to be answered, but he definitely answered them in many ways. When I prayed for his presence, it wasn't the way I expected it would be. I didn't expect my Bible to fall from my closet and onto my floor. I actually prayed that he would help me through my relationship. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to pull you out of that relationship. You got to follow what I have to say. What can you do when everything feels like it's falling apart, when the trouble feels overwhelming? Get back to the basics. Remember what we know, what is true about God because of Jesus, and what we know to be true about what Jesus offers us. God is good. God is with us. God gives us peace. Because of that, we can never give up on God. But if getting to that place feels too difficult right now, start with just giving up. Start with the trouble you're facing to God on a daily basis. It is so important to talk to God about what you're going through. Spend those times in prayer. Spend those times. A couple of weeks ago, I think Josh was talking about gossip, right? And we tend to go straight to our friends and talk about all the things that we have problems with. But I think we forget to mention to pray to God, right? We forget to talk directly to God. We don't need to be in confession. We don't need to be in this little room and then praying to someone else or talking to someone else about our sins. We have the ability to pray exactly straight to God, directly to God. Spend that time in prayer. So look, I know that you're trying to, sh- you're, that trying to show uh, up with real faith is difficult when life is difficult. Developing a resilient faith isn't easy, especially when, you're been, when you've been hurt, forgotten, disappointed, and more. It, in those moments, of course, you're caused to be tempted to believe God isn't God, the God you thought. That's why it's important to remember what is true. So in your life groups, in the few minutes as I, I land the plan here, I want you guys to say it. Talk to your life group leaders. Um, I want you guys to talk about the times that you guys question your faith. Why do you think some people tend to give up on God when facing difficult circumstances and challenges? Two, have you ever wanted to give up on God where has kept you from giving up on God? And three, how can choosing to never give up on God help you build resilience in your faith? I'm pretty sure our leaders here could definitely share an experience where they felt like they were giving up on God. Or have maybe even thought about it. Take the time to listen to their struggles. Because we're taking time to listen to your struggles. And we understand. I know it sounds like, you know, I don't want to be that parent, right, that says, well, son, daughter, like, I know exactly what you're going through. Right, because I'm pretty sure your parents have said that to you before, right? Like, I know exactly what you're going through, but we're not your parents, right? So we really want you to share your struggle with your faith because we're more than willing to help. We're more than willing to sit down with you, open up your Bible, and talk and go a little deeper. So as I uh, bring up the worship team real quick, I'm going to pray us out, and 
uh, we'll enjoy some worship. And replies, guys, please remember to respect the people around you. Um, and uh, you don't have to worship or anything if you just want to stand there. But please, people could hear you across the room and uh, just respect those around you, right? right. Lord, uh, thank you for uh, today. Thank you for this message. I know a lot of us in this room have questioned whether we believe in you and um, have probably fallen off that track. And Lord, you've worked your way to make us go back onto that track, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that, I uh, pray for any young men and women here who are struggling with depression or abuse or uh, drugs or pornography or any other issues going around in, the world, in, in their life, Lord, I just pray that, uh, that they seek you, Lord that they're not falling off that track and that they have that resilient faith. Uh, Lord, I just pray that um, as we go into this night, that they open up and share more with their life group leaders. And I pray that life group leaders just, just open up about their struggles and their faith. Because, Lord, we all know we all have them. Lord, I just pray that we have a good night. In your name, amen.